But Proverbs chapter number one, verses one through seven, the Bible says, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtly, subtly to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. Can I say that phrase right there? That threw me for a loop. What does that even mean? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's pray to Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you again for tonight. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you're always faithful. And Lord, we can take our worry in and we can cash it in for faith. Lord, we don't have to live a worryful life, a fretful life. Lord, as I preached last night down at the mission, Lord, we can go from fretful to faithful. And Lord, thank you tonight, Lord, that when everything else has gone crazy, when nothing else seems stable, Lord, we do have a consistent source in our life. We have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit who guides us into all truth. And thank you, Lord, for your word. Well, I don't know who came up with it, Lord, but they sure are some basic instructions before leaving earth. But, Lord, they're more than just that, God. They are rocks that we can stand upon. Lord, they're pillars we can hold on to. And, God, it helps us through everyday life. We pray, Lord, tonight as we begin this study on wisdom, oh, God, would you give us a heart that is panning and desiring after godly wisdom. Lord, as we get into this in the next few weeks, months to come, oh, God, will we just purpose in our heart, God, that we will not stop short of the, the, the wisdom of God in our life. Lord, we desperately need it. But, Lord, you're also willing to give it to all who ask for it. We ask you tonight, Lord, you just help us get understanding tonight, Lord, as we get into your word this evening. Lord, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Give you some quick background information about the book of Proverbs. We know tonight that it was inspired by the Holy Spirit, but the, God used a man by the name of Solomon to write the majority of Proverbs. Uh, we know at least for sure that he was the author of 29 of them. And there's some speculation on Proverbs 30 and 31, but that's another study for another day. And we'll get into that we'll probably when we get that way and just give you some, but here's the thing. I got to reading about those today and different commentators on who they thought wrote those, and none of them agree. None of them agree at all tonight. And there's some speculation this way or that way. And I think there's some good evidence on either way or that way. But who do you think wrote those ones? Well, God did. And well, well who wrote them? The ones, well, the Bible says King Lemuel wrote uh, Proverbs 31, so I believe King Lemuel wrote it, amen? Because <laughs> that's what the word of God says uh, tonight. So we could go all that tonight, but that's not what we're gonna do this evening. We're gonna look here in Proverbs chapter one tonight. We're gonna look at this introduction. Well, why did God use Solomon? Why did God pick Solomon to write the book of Proverbs? Why did God use Solomon? Well, Solomon is a man who's known for wisdom. Matter of fact, the Bible says outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, the wisest man to ever live was Solomon. And you see tonight that if you and I are going to get wisdom, we're going to have to get from somebody who already has wisdom. In essence, wisdom doesn't just fall out the sky. It comes from a source who already has it. That's why the Bible says in James that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Why? Because God has all wisdom tonight. And so we can go and get wisdom from him tonight. But Solomon was a man who, who is characterized by wisdom. Well, preacher, Solomon made mistakes. And, and Solomon did things that I would never do. And can I say tonight, you did things that Solomon would never do. And yet tonight, we are still all candidates for the wisdom of God tonight. But I want you to notice tonight, this, this man by the name of Solomon, well, first of all, he had providential wisdom. Providential wisdom. Well, where did Solomon 
wisdom from tonight. Well, Solomon got it from God. First Kings chapter three, verse number nine. God has literally opened the floor up for Solomon, asked him he can have whatever he wants to have. All he's got to do is ask for it. And Solomon says, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad who is able to judge this so thy so great a people. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither ask riches for thyself, nor ask the life of thine enemies, but as understanding in judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words, and lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart. And so we see tonight that God has given Solomon wisdom. He has providential wisdom. This is not wisdom that Solomon just sat down and, and squeezed his brain really hard and it came out on paper and these are great, wonderful sayings that Solomon has given us. And tonight as we get a little bit closer, further in this, we'll figure out what a proverb is. But tonight Solomon has providential wisdom. And here's the thing tonight. The same truth that, that Solomon shows us here, it, it does, you don't have to be a king of the people. You don't have to be a son of David. You don't have to be uh, leading over a great number of people to seek wisdom. That, or that, that's not the, you have to have those things in order to have it. As a matter of fact, the Bible says if Solomon's able to ask for it, then you and I are as well. And that same truth carries over in the New Testament as well. Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, the depth of the riches of both wisdom and knowledge of God tonight. So we realize that as a child of God, I have this, this access to an unsearchable, in essence, an unexhaustible, inexhaustible tonight amount of wisdom. It is rich beyond compare tonight. And I don't know about you tonight, that's the kind of things that I desire. I want to have wisdom. And James tells us, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. And so Solomon's wisdom wasn't great because uh, it was uh, scholastically arrived, but rather was sovereignly given. It was given to him by God. God gave it to him. So Solomon had providential wisdom, but Solomon also had parental wisdom. Solomon also had parental wisdom. Well, preacher, what do you mean by that? I, I know Solomon's story, all of his concubines and all his wives. I don't think Solomon uh, was, it's a man to model my marriage life and my Christian life after in that aspect. And I'm not telling you to go out and get you 30 wives at one time tonight. That's not what the word of God teaches tonight. And that's your desire. You're crazy, right? You're crazy tonight, amen? Because if you get 30 wives, you've got 30 mother-in-laws. <laughs> I'm just picking with you tonight. But notice here tonight that, Saul, that Solomon had parental that Solomon's father, who was David, had a desire to, to give Solomon wisdom. You look in the book of Psalms tonight, there's a few Psalms that David wrote specifically for Solomon. One of those being Psalm 127. Tonight it says, a song of degrees for Solomon. And here is David imparting wisdom into Solomon's life. Verse one, except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, a watchman waketh. But that sounds like a wise statement. <laughs> it ain't gonna work unless you let the Lord do it for you. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Here's a wise statement. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord. They are not, they are not tonight a mistake. They are not a hindrance. They are not a, a, a foil in your, your career plan. They are a heritage of the Lord. They're a blessing from God tonight. And the fruit of the womb is, is a reward. 
As arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so is a child in the, of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full uh, of them, and they shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gates. And so not only does Solomon have God giving him providential wisdom, godly wisdom, but now here is David, who is in line with God, giving wisdom to Solomon as well. Now Solomon was uh, David's son and no doubt Solomon probably could have had the same mentality that we maybe had when we were teenagers. Well listen, I understand you're trying to give me wisdom. I understand you're trying to give me good insight in life but mom and dad, I know you're not perfect. I know you've messed up and can I say that? I, I, I found myself saying, well, I understand what they're trying to do but because of their mistakes and their I'm not gonna listen to them. Now listen, now we gotta remember that not everybody's perfect. And not everybody's gonna do everything exactly the right way. Well, there's a saying that goes like this, you gotta learn to eat the meat and spit out the bone. And some people in your life tonight, they are desiring and sincerely to give you wisdom, but yet you're preconceived, this, that, and the other. I'm not gonna listen to them. You're gonna miss out on, 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 on somebody trying to give you good wisdom in your life. We'll often let the flaws of the one speaking to us keep us from hearing the wisdom they're trying to share with us. Because Solomon could have looked at David and said, Daddy, you ain't doing everything right. And we know the Bible says that David didn't do everything right, yet he was still a man after God's own heart. And when it came time for sin and it came time to do it, David did deal with those things in the right way. He confessed them and got them right. But we see that Solomon not only had providential wisdom, he had parental wisdom, David influencing him in his life. But we also see that Solomon had practical wisdom. From living life, Solomon gained wisdom. Wisdom. He gained wisdom by experience. You got to think about this, and I've preached on this before here. And uh, when I preached the, the thought, when a lot falls in your lap, but Solomon not only did he have to learn how to deal with the eternal affairs of Israel, how to govern a country, how to deal with problems and issues within inside of his own country, but at the same time, he's constructing the temple for God. And so there's all of that that goes into that, the building projects, the, 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 the getting of goods and materials to make that happen. Then you had foreign relations. Well, I, to this day, I don't think there was a single person whose uh, personality, whose wisdom, so to speak, whose persona drew more people into his country than Solomon did. They came to sit at the feet of Solomon to hear him. But at the same time, there's all those political relations going on. And so as Solomon, and Solomon does it successfully. Solomon leads Israel well in the beginning of his life. I understand Solomon fell off at the end of his life. I understand that he, he got away from what had made him successful in that sense. But here, there's a lot of practical wisdom you could learn from Solomon. He had providentialism, parentalism, practical wisdom. The same thing is like, preacher, how do you make a million dollars? You're gonna have to go find somebody who's done it. I'm in the same boat as you. I'm hoping and dreaming to make a million dollars one day. Go find somebody who's done it and ask them how they did it. If it's ethical and right, well, then you might be able to need to follow that tonight. But it's no sense for you and I to sit around in a room full of people uh, who have claimed bankruptcy and are terrible with their finances and say, well, how do you think I should make a million dollars? Right? Find somebody who's got practical wisdom. Find somebody who's doing it well and learn from them. And so we see tonight that Saul had providential wisdom. He had practical wisdom, he had parental wisdom, and yet God uses him here in this book of the Bible to give us a book full of Proverbs, a book full of wisdom that we can live by. Every Christian tonight, as we, we're looking, simply gonna introduce it tonight. Every Christian can understand their need for wisdom by observing the following truths about it tonight. I want you to notice from what we're gonna look at this as, as the lines of a proverb. Well, number one, what is the purpose of a proverb? The purpose of a proverb. 
verses two through four. Verse number one was our introduction dealing with Solomon and David and Israel. But we see here, number one, to understand the purpose of a proverb, well, there's a lot of P's right there. You need to understand what a proverb is. Well, what is a proverb? A proverb is an adage, a poem, a maxim, or a parable. That's according to the Strong's Concordance. What is it? Well, it's a small phrase or a, a, a set of sentences tonight or an idea that gives us a, 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 an insight into a wise choice or a wise thing tonight. It's a short saying that sheds, uh, that sheds excuse me, that gives us insight or sheds light on a subject. We still have them today. You ever heard the old proverb, the old saying, you can't lead a horse, or you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it what? Drink, right? What does that mean? Well, you can show somebody how to do something. You can take, take them to where they need to do it at, but you cannot make them do it. And so tonight, we understand tonight as we're looking at the proverb, well, what is the difference between that proverb and Solomon's proverbs? Well, Solomon's proverbs were inspired by God. They were given to us by God. And so we have to realize tonight, well, what's the problem? It's a short thing. That's kind of why the book of Proverbs kind of hops from one subject to the next and to the next within the same chapter. There's these short little phrases, short little things. And I will see them as we go through here. Sometimes it's a parable. Sometimes it's an illustration. Sometimes it's simply just a few statements tonight, and a warning that gives us great wisdom tonight. And so we aren't just uh, good sayings, but they're good sayings that are, that are rules to govern our life. And so when it, here's the thing one, uh, one, I think one preacher, one scholar said it this way, a proverb a day keeps the devil away. <laughs> I don't know how true that is in that sense tonight, but at the same time, when you and I take the wisdom that is found in the book of Proverbs and don't just say, hey, that's nice, that sounds good, but we begin to practice it tonight, allow them to be rules that govern our life or, or principles that we live our life by tonight found in the book of Proverbs, and so they're, they're wise sayings to follow in our life. So notice number, uh, the threefold purpose of a proverb. One, Proverbs are to be understood. Look at verse number two. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, excuse me, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. To know means to understand, to know what? Well, wisdom, the skill and prudence that is needed in our life to live the Christian life. And so we need there to be understood. In essence, they weren't given to us to say, well, those are nice. I'm going to write that down and put it on somebody's birthday card. Right? But rather they are there to help us live, to give us the wisdom we need, to know instruction, to know how to do it. How should I? What's the best way to do it? There is a rule or principle in Proverbs that will help you with any area of life tonight. That help you in those things. Oftentimes we, we come to God and we pray this prayer. Lord, would you give me wisdom? Lord, I need wisdom for this relationship. Lord, I need wisdom for this problem. I need wisdom for this situation. Lord, I need wisdom from X, Y, and Z tonight. And that's where we stop. All right, Lord, I just need you to give it to me by osmosis. Can I say tonight, if you're searching for wisdom, a great place to start and search is the book of Proverbs. Because then that book is the wisdom that you and I need to live the Christian life. There's a rule, a principle in Proverbs that'll help you. And here's the thing tonight, there's safety in the multitude of the council. Well, preacher, I read through it and I, I just don't get it all the time and I don't always understand it. Well, find somebody who does. Ask somebody. Ask, ask somebody that you know to help you with those things. There's safety in those, especially when they're coming out of the Bible. And here's the thing tonight, if we don't look for the instruction, if all we search is for wisdom and all we, search, we don't ever search for the instruction on how to do it, we'll have to settle for imitation. Well, what do you mean by that, preacher? In essence, for church building and church planning tonight. Tonight, there's a lot of people who think it's just easier to copy somebody else who's got a big church. Well, they sing these songs. 
the preacher makes his hand like this when he preaches. They, get, they, they turn down the lights, they play this style and whatever it is. And so instead of asking God, Lord, how do you want to grow our church? How do you want to work in our church? We say, well, if that works for them, then we're going to do what they're doing. We're going to bring it over here. And it just don't work like that. It just don't work like that. The way certain churches have churches, if we were to just copy it here tonight, it would be weird. The same is true. If other churches try to do what we do here, it'd be weird for them. We need instruction tonight. We need wisdom. But notice Proverbs be understood to know wisdom, to understand, to perceive the words of understanding through wisdom is discernment achieved tonight. If you want to be a discerning Christian, it's going to take wisdom. It's going to take God's wisdom both spiritually and practically tonight. Amen. When it was raining outside earlier today and the wind was boisterous and the storm was great, how many of y'all said, you know what, I think I'm going to go play golf right now. Right? Even the golf course didn't expect you to come. It was closed. And so we realize tonight that wisdom gives us discernment not just in spiritual things, but in practical things as well. So Proverbs are to be understood because they help us uh, uh, activate wisdom in our life. Proverbs are to be received. Look at verse number three. To, re- to, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. In essence, that means to take what is, what is given to us in the book of Proverbs and say, this is for me. I'm going to apply it in my life. This is personal I'm going to receive it for myself. And here's the thing, when we allow the word of God and and God's wisdom to become personal to us and we begin to apply and practice it in our life, we receive it, well, we'll be just. Look what it says right there in verse number three. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice. That means to do that which is right. Here's the thing, now, if you and I want to do right, we're going to take wisdom. It's going to take wisdom to do that tonight. Then all that will be just, but we'll also be fair. The judgment, will not, we won't be swayed or controlled. We won't be emotionally driven one way or emotionally uh, driven another way. Rather, we'll be able to say, here's what the word of God says, and, I, and this is why I believe that's wrong, or this is why I believe it's right. And you'll be able to make a fair judgment because you're not basing it off your opinion. You're basing it off the word of God. Then we'll also be honest. That word equity, it means to be sincere in upright. We need God's wisdom to be honest people. And these are all products of wisdom being received in our lives. So Proverbs are to be understood, they're to be received, and then verse number four, they'll be passed on. These rules, these, these, these wise sayings that we find in the book of Proverbs will be passed on. Look at verse number four. Uh, to give subtly, I mean, I, I read that in my mind today. I said, there is no way I'm going to be able to say that right. Well, I'm preaching, there's just certain words I struggle with. To give subtly uh, to the simple and to the young man knowledge and discretion. In essence, it's not just for me. I'm not to take all of God's wisdom and become a wisdom glutton. And rather, I'm to take that, apply it to my life, and then pass it on to those who, who need it. Now, I'm glad Solomon was willing to share God's wisdom. Solomon could have said, Lord, make me wise so I can be special or powerful or, 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 or like. Now, all those things came in, in Solomon's life due to that, what he asked for tonight, but at the same sense, the reason why he asked for wisdom is because he wanted to judge and lead God's people right. He wanted to sp- spread that wisdom out. He wanted to share that wisdom with them. And so here's the thing. When, when we share wisdom, well, it gives smarts to simple people, right? For those who don't understand, for those who don't know, when we have God's wisdom and, and they are in a similar situation and they're in a similar scenario, you and I can take God's wisdom that we've learned and pass it on to them and it gives them understanding and help to the young, the young man. It gives them knowledge and discretion. Well, our young people need wisdom. Boy, they got a lot of knowledge. They got a lot of scientific facts they're being given them from the world. 
They need good godly wisdom on how to live their lives for the glory of God. And so we see tonight that Proverbs are to be passed on tonight. Let me ask you, what purpose do the Proverbs play in your life? What purpose do God's Proverbs play in your life? So number one, we see the purpose of a proverb. Number two, we see the application of Proverbs or the application of a proverb tonight. Verses five and six, the Bible says, a wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain wise counsels to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. Here's the thing, there's something significant about the Bible that sets it apart from every other book in the world. And here it is, you can apply it. You can apply it. When I was in high school, I had, I had to lead, read those great literary works of old. I had to read Romeo and Juliet. I had to read Othello. And I had to read uh, the, the Iliad. I had to read all those books, 1984, Animal Farm. And they were interested in their good books, but I could not apply none of that to my life. Right? I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't read Romeo and Juliet and feel inspired to go walk out into the, the hallways of school and say, Romeo, Romeo, where art thou, Romeo? I'm looking for Romeo. <laughs> Amen. I should have said, Rebecca, Rebecca, where is Rebecca? Somebody would have said, who is Rebecca? <laughs> but notice here tonight, there, here's the, you, can't, you can't apply those books. You can act them out. Right? You can act them out. And, and here's the, I think here's a temptation in our modern day. And, and we're kind of seeing it now where there's, there's listen, preacher, the, the Bible's great but I sure wish they would make a movie out of it. Movies are, we are to read the word of God, to study the word of God, to learn the word of God, and we're not to imitate that, we're not to uh, let something else become a substitute. There's nothing that compares to reading God's word. But notice here, you, you, can't, you can't apply literally, even self-help books, Right, nine steps to being rich, nine steps to being an influential person, all those different kind of step books. It may have worked for the author, but there's no guarantee it's gonna work for you. But here's the thing, the word of God tonight, from the youngest to the oldest, from the left to the right tonight, it applies to everybody. Everybody, every single one of us tonight can apply these truths that we're gonna learn tonight in these next few weeks from the book of Proverbs. So how does one go from hearing to increase learning? Well, we have to remember that Proverbs are rules. Right, these are rules, these are principles to live your life by. But here's the thing, that God has given them to us. They are here. They are lined out in the book of Proverbs. These rules, these principles, they are given to us, but it's our choice whether or not we're gonna apply them or not, or whether or not we're gonna follow them or not tonight. How many of you followed the rule that's posted on the side of the highway tonight? Well, we'll have a time of prayer after service, amen. We'll get all hearts and minds clear tonight. But here's, just because it's there doesn't mean you have to follow it. And just because there's wisdom in the book of Proverbs doesn't mean you have to apply it in your life. But it also means if you don't, there is a consequence to that. So how does one go from, 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 from uh, not knowing to knowing then applying that in our life? So how does one go from hearing to increased learning? Well, there's the attainment of wise counsels. Look what it says Right there in verse number five, and a man of understanding shall attain wise counsels. Here's the thing that I, 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 I've been to Bible college, been pastoring now uh, four years, uh, I think, three, four, seven, 12, I don't know. But I, you know, and I taught Sunday school, I, I, I've done all that kind of stuff. There's still parts of the Bible where I sit and I say, I don't know what that means. 
I, I don't completely understand that. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm getting what God has for me there. That's where wise counsel comes in, where you can find somebody that can help you learn or understand what's going on there, whether it be the pastor, whether it be your parent, whether it be a friend, not Facebook. Anywhere but there tonight. Go for wise counsel. Some, well, preacher, how do you know somebody's wise? How do you know somebody has a good understanding of the word of God? It'll be evident. Right? It'll be evident in their life. Not because they preach loud, not because they, they tell good stories, but it'll be evident when you sit and talk to them. They have a, a working knowledge of the word of God. One of the men that I'm hoping to get to come for a revival this year, Brother Randy Bell, I remember I, I sat down with him and Brother Brian Cannon at their revival, and, and I just sat there quietly and let him speak. Because the man had great understanding of the word of God and great application of the word of God. And, and, and he answered a question that I never even asked. And I was thankful for it. And he answered it from the word of God tonight. And so we see tonight that if it's one of those things that preach, I don't know, we'll find somebody who does. Everybody lacks understanding. None of us have completely uh, exhausted understanding the Bible, but only fools want to stay that way. Only fools, want to, only fools want to stay ignorant. <laughs> Just like today, we were at, Miss Becky was at our house, I was up at the church getting things ready for tonight, and I heard the rain, it was dark outside. I had no idea a tornado was just a few miles down the road. No clue, never crossed my mind. Never thought of it. Miss Becky was in our house, it's a little single wide trailer. Walls aren't super thick in those things. We can hear, we can hear everybody's conversation down the road but never heard that sound, that, that wind or anything like that till we drove down the road earlier or, or later, or early, yeah, earlier today and we've seen all the damage that happened that way. But the same is, is true in our life. Now listen, I would have liked to have known. I wish I would have got something on my phone and said, hey, there's a tornado in the area. Amen, I, I would have took some precautions. All right, I, I would have done, dealt with that in the right way. And here's the thing, and we're, all of us lack understanding, but if we're okay with that, that's where the problem comes. I, I don't want to learn, preacher. I just want to stay where I am. The Bible says in verse number seven here, but fools despise wisdom and destruction. Preacher, what's a, what's a good way that I, I can learn as a Christian? Get you some good books. Get you some good, I, I finally come to the understanding that if I'm going to grow and I'm going to mature as a preacher and as a Christian, I'm going to have to get back to reading. Why do you say that, preacher? Because every preacher that I look up to, every preacher that I, I glean from, they all have that similar habit. I'm not talking about just reading anything and everything, but reading books that are, that are like-minded, of like faith, of like understanding, and allow those men and those authors to teach you tonight. And so we see tonight that the attainment of wise counsel. And a lot of times we, we don't want to do it because that requires effort, right? I just need somebody to feed me, preacher. Well, sometimes you've got to feed yourself. Sometimes you've got to learn how to feed yourself as well. So we see the attainment of wise counsels. Notice the personal application in verse number six. To understand a proverb and the interpretation of the words of the wise and their dark sayings. To understand means to have a working knowledge of. Here's the thing. Now, I know that my car's running. I drove it here. But I couldn't tell you how it got started and how all that works. Now, Brother Johnny can tonight. He can tell you from the, 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 the time you turn the key, what happens there, to the time you push the gas and you turn it off. He can tell you all that. I don't, I don't have a working knowledge of it. I don't understand it. But there's things in my life that I have a working knowledge of. And, and you may know what it says. Now, you may know what the word of God says. You can read, 
But do you know what it says? Do you know how that applies to your life? Do you know what to do with what it says and the interpretation of it as well? The, and here's the thing tonight. Here's, here's something you have to remember in your Bible. There's only one direct interpretation of Scripture. There's only one direct. Now, there's many applications. Right, there's, there's only one direct interpretation. When Israel marched to the Red Sea, the direct, direct interpretation is that Israel marched to the Red Sea. Now, there's many applications. There's a picture of salvation. It's a picture of God's protection. It's a picture of all those kind of things tonight, but there's one direct interpretation. And the same is true when it comes to the book of Proverbs. Right, there's one direct interpretation. Look at that word interpretation up, and they say it gives this understanding of, of those who scoff at somebody who tries to speak something in a foreign language. When I was in high school, I had a friend named Minjay was from South Korea. And I asked him to teach me some things, some words in Korean. He taught me how to say hello, ongyongseo. And I said, well, teach me something that is more obscure that most people probably wouldn't think of. I said, you know what, Minjay, teach me how to say my dog needs to use the restroom. Nathongeojesaiden. My dog needs to use the restroom. Well, that year I worked out at the master's and where I was working at, here comes K.J. Choi, South Korean professional golfer. And he comes walking by, and his back's turned to me, and as loud as I can, I holler out, Ong Young Seo! He turns around, I mean, smiling ear to ear, expecting a Korean. <laughs> and there I am, smiling ear to ear, and I told him the only other phrase I knew in Korean. Nathongeo Josiden. Man was playing good golf until he ran into me. He just stared at me. Because I'm hoping I told him my dog had to use the restroom. But there ain't no telling what I really told him. <laughs> and here's the thing tonight. When you get wisdom and you understand what the word of God says and you understand that direct interpretation of it, when somebody comes in with something funny, you'll be like, no. Ain't right. Crazy. Go out of here with that. I agree with everything you were saying up until that. And that's why we need wisdom. That's why we need to learn how to apply these things in our life because somebody's going to come into your life with some nonsense and some crazy stuff. And if you ain't prepared for it, you're going to go right there with them. Oh, preacher, guess what I found out? You found out you was wrong. Only one interpretation. It separates from false teaching. <laughs> I was preaching down at the mission last night. And I, I preached on the thought of, of, of how because you and I serve the Lord doesn't guarantee a financial reward. It doesn't guarantee a, a material blessing. And I, I was illustrating this way. I said, you know, there's some that, 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 that verse uh, uh, that God will give you the desires of your heart. I said, there's some that will say, if you want to be rich and famous, preach the gospel. If you want a brand new house, go soul winning. If, if you want a brand new car, sing in the choir. This fellow in the choir, <laughs> sitting out there that night, last night, said, oh, yes, preacher, rewards by faith. I said, no, that's wrong. He said, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. And, and last night, I, it was, I was standing between them, those men, and dinner last night. They let me preach before dinner last night. I said, y'all gonna, gonna have me dead before we leave out of here. But a personal application, how does this apply to me? What is the direct interpretation and how does that interpretation help me, guide me, direct me, or correct me? Then the powerful reality, they're dark sayings. They're dark sayings. I, I read that and it sounded mysterious. Spooky. There's dark, there's dark sayings in the book of Proverbs. They don't mean nothing like that. It gives that there's this greater understanding. There's a lot of people who have surface knowledge of the Bible. 
They can tell you little things, a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But when you begin to apply these Proverbs to your life, you'll get a greater understanding of one, who God is and how great he provides and, and how mighty he really is. That only comes to the application process of applying it in your life and practicing it in your life. More wisdom, the more you understand about God, the more there is revealed. Let me ask you, are you going to let these wise sayings of Proverbs uh, to make you steps, to make your, to make your steps wise in your life. There's the purpose of Proverbs, application of Proverbs. And then notice number three tonight will be done. The beginning of Proverbs. The beginning of Proverbs, verse number seven. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. All right, preacher, I got the purpose and I got my need to apply the wisdom found in Proverbs, so where do I start? The fear of the Lord. Where do I start at, preacher? The fear of the Lord. That's what it says right there, verse number seven. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Preacher, what does that mean? That means the reverence, that the word fear doesn't mean you're running around coward, you know, afraid, but it is rather that respect, that reverence that is due unto the Lord for who he is. Well, preacher, I, I'd never test that. I, I would never question the, uh, my reverence and my fear of the Lord, my respect to the Lord. Well, I would never question that. Where does this reverence and respect really get tested? Does it get tested when God comforts us and consoles? Well, no. When, when God swoops in and he, he, he comforts us and he heals us and he helps us, we don't question his sovereignty. We don't question his love for us. We don't question that reverence, and that respect that we have. It is, it is on full display. We question that. Not when he comforts us, but rather when he corrects us. <laughs> when he sits us down and says, hey, you ain't, you ain't right on that. This isn't right. So here's the thing, I, I, I wish that when I said going to the, we go through the book of Proverbs, you're going to sit back and say, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. Thanks, preacher, great message, it's time to go home. We're going to go through some of these rules tonight, some of these principles. The Lord's going to say, <clears throat> you've been doing that? Have you been following that? Have you been believing that? Have you been trusting that? Have you been applying that in your life? And we're going to see where your reverence and respect really is. Either you're going to say, yes, Lord, I haven't been doing that. I agree with you. Would I repent of that? I'm going to get it right. Or you're going to say, you know what, Lord? I'm comfortable where I am. I'm good. No thanks. In that very moment, you've stepped out of that fear that we're supposed to have. God, that respect, that reverence, that even when he corrects us, even when he, he takes that time and he chastises us and he disciplines us, Lord, you're right. Lord, I, I needed that. I deserved that. I was, that. That's what I needed at this moment out of Proverbs. So when these rules start to rub you the wrong way, are you still going to have that reverence and respect for the Lord? You don't, have to, you don't have to play by the rules. You don't have to tonight, but you'll do so at your own peril. You ever been to one of those swimming pools at the hotel or somewhere like that where there's no lifeguard on duty? You know, it's an interesting thing. There's no lifeguard on duty, but they still have rules. No horse playing, no diving, no chicken fighting, no trying to drown one another, no running, all that kind of stuff. They're posted, but it's up to you to follow them or not. And you don't have to, and you might get away with it one time or two times or think you did, but here's the thing, you still broke the rules. Still didn't follow them. The same is true in our Christian life. We, we don't have to play by the rules, and we may feel like we get away with it. The truth of the matter is we have lost our fear and respect for the Lord. Proverbs 10, 8 is this, the wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. 
Well, who is a fool? Look what it says right there in verse number seven. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. When God takes these rules and proverbs and begins to apply them in your life, a fool says, now nah, I'm good, don't need that. And a prating fool shall fall tonight. The beginning of wisdom starts with the fear and respect of God. Will you start in the fear of God and then purpose to stay in the fear of God or will you choose the foolish path of disobedience and disregard as we go through the book of Proverbs tonight? We see the purpose of Proverbs to give us wisdom. It's the application of Proverbs. We can apply it to our life. We see the beginning of Proverbs. It starts with you and I having that fear of the Lord in our life. Let's pray.